Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Iowa Nick Nurse is NBA champions with his Toronto Raptors. Sub to Baca in for him. Van Vliet gets a wide open look. Puts it in. Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet with 22 off the bench in the Toronto 114-110 win as they take the series four games to two on the call from ABC. Nick Nurse, your thoughts? Well, it's a really tough-minded group, first of all. And uh, some guys that have played a lot of basketball. I think they played unselfishly and they played defense. That's a pretty good combination. To baseball from yesterday, the Twins' bats continue to stay hot. This time, Nelson Cruz. One and two. To the left field corner. Deep and gone! Nelson Cruz with his 12th. Call from Dick Bremer, Fox Sports North. For Nelson Cruz, Twins win it 10-5. Tigers and Royals played a game yesterday in Omaha before the College World Series, and Nicky Lopez goes deep for the first time in his career. His first career Major League home run in the ballpark where he played his home games as a collegiate. Home run number one, matches the jersey for the former Creighton Blue Jay, played his college baseball right here. In a 7-3 Royals victory. White Sox hosting the Yankees, and Garcia goes deep for the Pale Host. 3-2, breaking ball in the air, right field, Tottenham back. The wall, he doesn't matter. The Sox have the lead. Garcia makes it five to four. Tonight, the Cardinals are at the Mets. The Twins host the Royals. White Sox Yankees game two. And on the left coast, Milwaukee is in San Francisco while the Cubs face the Dodgers. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you for the next couple of hours here, talking sports and localizing as best as we absolutely can. Uh, coming up on the program in the first hour, Tom Cakert is going to join us. We'll opine on Iowa, 11 o'clock. Alex Halstead will do likewise with Iowa State. Huge recruiting weekend uh, for Iowa State football. So we'll get into that with uh, Alex. Some other topics on the plate as well. And then Bill Bender uh, from the Sporting News. He put out his... It's uh, it's list season, Trent, as you know, yes. Mount Rushmore season, list season, <laughs> silly topic season in Sport Talk. And um, uh, Bill's latest piece was he ranked the top coaches from 1 through 14 uh, football coaches in the Big Ten, mm. which isn't going to make a lot of Iowa fans very happy. If oh, really? That's tough, though, right? It's all obviously so subjective. And I got one question. Yes, Scott Frost, head of Kirk Ferentz. No, he is not. Okay, so that makes Hawkeye fans a little. It'll, it'll ease it a little bit. Where ease. do you think he has them? Seven. Yes, right on the money. Good for you, Harbaugh, D'Antonio, Franklin, Christ, Fitzgerald, Ryan Day. Mm. No, mm. can't do that. You can't, can you? No. Uh, Ferentz, Frost, Brom, 
who I think is underrated at nine. Uh, Fleck, Tom Allen, Loxley at Maryland. Luffy beat Chris Ash. <laughs> I guess someone had to finish last, and it's Chris La- uh, Chris Ash at, uh, at Rutgers. I'd, I'd have Day as last. I would too. Well, he took over a great program. He did. No, next year when that list comes out, he very well could be at the top spot. Yeah, he's, he he's never Michigan lost a game. game. He's never lost a game. He's 3-0. <laughs> yeah. and oh. But I agree with you. Anyways, we'll do more than just that list with Bill Bender. And then before we get out of here at noon, it's Friday. That means it's Claxons. It's the second week in June, third week in June. So we are digging deep to find four props that we will Your put list. out there to you. To, <laughs> Trent, look, and I know that um, most people have cleared the deck for tomorrow night. Yeah, They have made plans that they're going to be home and in front of their televisions for 6 o'clock at night and not on Fox, but on ESPN2 as the rematch of last year's Grey Cup. Ottawa and Calgary will collide in Cowtown, 6 p.m. Stampeders and... The Red Blacks. The Red Blacks. We talked about that yesterday. We did, but so that's on and the list. it already list. fell out of my mind. Yeah, and, and you're not alone. <laughs> so within the next couple of weeks, the CFL will make its way into Claxons, but not into the conversation on this, tele- on this television, on this radio program. At least we hope. All right, let's go to last night, and uh, let's recap. It's two nights ago, hockey crowns its champion. Last night, the NBA crowns its champion. The winter sports, Trent Condon, are officially over. Now it is baseball season. It is now thrust upon us. There will be... Plenty on the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Did you watch much of it last night? See I didn't. Any, see any Cubs? Didn't oh, see Oh, you a were on the road last night. That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I did. It was Kershaw. It was Lester. It was uh, the Cubs staking Lester to a three-run lead early. And then the bats came alive for the Dodgers. And, boy, you know, listening to your update, as I do every day, is there a more distinct sound, maybe a swish in basketball, than ball meet bat? That crack of the, the bat. crack of the bat. Audio-wise is, no, it's such a great sound, right? Mm-hmm. Swish and basketball would be on that list. It's good. Golf, that, maybe. The ball, the, the driver hitting the ball off the tee. whack. Yeah. You get it echoing through the trees. Right. What else? Football? No. That's a hit. Oh, a puck hitting a goalpost. The ting. Yep. The, yep the, that's a distinct sound. This is what we could come to. <laughs> no, it's not a bad topic, though. I'm actually yeah. proud of that one. Yeah, I don't think that's bad. ever come up that's before. That's bad. Anyways. But we do have a game to talk about from last year. Yeah, time. we do. And, and look, more carnage for Golden State and Clay Thompson coming back onto the court to shoot his free throws. And, you know, yes, it was heroic, but it, it was also, you know, a big part of the uh, procedural rules because if he wouldn't have taken his free throws, if they would have gone back and he wouldn't have had the ACL, Terry would have been able to return to play. If he doesn't make his free throws, doesn't shoot his free throws, somebody else comes into the game. He can't go back into the game. So while historic and the crowd went crazy that here comes our guy, he's going to lift us to victory, um, yeah, good for him for gutting it out. And, and of course he made them both. Yeah, of course, yeah. So right. gets to 30 points and, and that's how it'll finish up for him in his final game, maybe in a Warriors uniform. Boy, I don't know, Trent. After he, I don't know. I think he's got to come back. You know, this team's going to a brand new building, mm-hmm. and the price, well, well, they're not leaving the area. They're going across the bridge, but yes. it's going to be a different clientele, as John Cannon pointed out yesterday, and he's 100% right. That's Oakland's team. That building has been there since the 60s, for crying out loud. Wow. Didn't used to be called Oracle. I think it was the same name as the baseball stadium, Oakland Alameda was Coliseum as Arena, maybe? I think it might have been. Um, Didn't they call it the Cow Palace, or is that Sacramento? That's Sacramento. Okay. 
Yeah, that's Sacramento, that's the Sacramento. Cow Palace, for sure. It is. With the cowbells, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it is. Um, but you know, the, the the building closed, and the, it closed with the visiting team winning a championship. And and how about Nick Nurse? You know, you know, it's been hasn't been lost upon people back here is the relationships that he had growing up, going to college, coming here to Central Iowa. He still has a lot of people. I mean, you know people. Mm-hmm. I know people yeah. that have been texting Nick Nurse, and you kind of hesitate. Oh, you don't want to bug the guy. He's, you know, he's coaching his team, too. Right. He's in the NBA final, after all. But this is an Iowan. You know, he texts back. He does. He doesn't ignore you. He hasn't outgrown you. He hasn't left you behind. If you're his friend, acquaintance, he's going to maybe not give you a, you know, a, a long text back, but he's going to acknowledge that you took the time to, to reach out to him. My brother-in-law has been friends with him since their college days. They, they played together. They knew each other growing up. Your brother-in-law is an attorney here right yes. in Central Iowa. Yep. Yep. Uh, him and my sister went up to Toronto earlier this season to a game. Him and a couple other guys from that age range, and they mm-hmm. went up there. Nurse, of course, hooked them up. And one of my favorite stories earlier this season, and I haven't told it on the air until today, and he's an NBA champion, I think it's okay to say. But Nick Nurse got ejected from a game earlier this year. And my brother-in-law was watching the game and texted him, expecting that maybe get something late that night or the next morning or something. He's back in the locker room, and Nurse texts him right back. <laughs> says, wasn't that BS, basically, to paraphrase yeah. what he said. So... uh you're right. He these connections all over the place. Yeah. You know, we talked to Jerry Crawford a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, going back to his time becoming the Iowa energy coach mm-hmm. and Chuck uh, Reed from downstairs in yes. Phil's office, the voice of Drake football for years. A lot of you know who Chuck is. He was at Channel Eight when I first I think he was the number four guy at Channel Eight. Pete Taylor, John Walters. Jeff, I can't think of Jeff's last name, Chuck, anyways, but Chuck and, I mean, Chuck, uh, Nick looked after Chuck and his daughter to go see a game in Milwaukee in that series. Yes, yeah. He is the embodiment he really of Iowa is. Nice. Yeah, how can you, how can you root against, if you didn't have, if you're not a, you know, born in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. or for whatever reason, Golden State is your team, uh, it's just a great, great story. It's a great, and how about Brandon Hurley? Yes. From the, you know, the, the Carroll paper and the Jefferson paper, making the ringer. He was all over Canadian television yesterday. <laughs> uh, TSN is the equivalent of ESPN here. They, the broadcast looking exactly the same. Um, with the exception TSN and mm-hmm. ESPN, their call letters, if that's what they're called. In fact, we'll see that on the probably ESPN broadcast of the CFL game, right? We will. Yeah, yeah That's a good point. Yeah. Absolutely will. For those of you, and I know you are, tuning in to oh. the rematch of last year's Great I, I hope you have some help for me, too. Mm. you got to tell me which way I'm going to be leaning on that game. I can't help you. I can't. Although I did listen to... <laughs> uh Here he comes. Was it v- it's Vison, right? Vison, yeah. I follow well, yeah. on uh, on Twitter. Vison. 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 Yeah, that takes place at South Point. Matt Yeomans and a couple of guys that we know. Chris Andrews, who we had on yesterday. Um, they had a CFL expert. <laughs> his play tomorrow night, and I'm not just saying this because it's Winnipeg, but it's Winnipeg. Okay. So All that's right. his play of the weekend. I'm jumping aboard. Uh, yeah, you get Sight two. Unseen. You get two. Great. They take on BC. Anyways, um, you know, I have a take that I want to throw out there. And I, I was thinking about this as, as the game was winding down and it became apparent that, you know what, Toronto's going to win this thing. And then obviously the next shoe to drop is, is he or isn't he? Uh, and what I'm referring to is Kawhi Leonard and is he leaving or is he staying? Trent, I have, um, and I've been gone for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's clear to me. Um, I mean, look, there, there's only one 
great one. Yes. <laughs> you know, he has that name. He has that name. The moniker is his. Right. And regardless of how many years ago the great one played and retired, the great one is going to be, he is to Canada what Babe Ruth is to the States. Okay. And will be. Right? He is just an iconic figure yes. that... If you're born in 2019, by 2025-26, you're going to know or heard of Babe Ruth. You just aren't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you're a sports fan of any If you're way. a sports fan, right. And that's going to be the same up there with 99. Mm-hmm. Your grandpa's going to tell you stories about 99, and then you're going to hear about him and look about It's my opinion that... And I know this, doesn't, this isn't going to factor one little bit in his decision. But Kawhi Leonard could be the most, or maybe other than Gretzky... Gordy Howe's been gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. Bobby Orr hasn't played since the late seventies, and he was in his or early eighties. In his maybe it was nineteen eighty. In his heyday in the seventies with the Boston, Kawhi Leonard might be. He is right now for sure mm-hmm. the most popular player. Not he's not Canadian. Get that playing in the country, and he's a basketball player, and he's not a hockey player. But there's no. There's no Van, there's no Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Toronto, Mon- or Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa. Meaning there's no NHL, there's no NBA team in all these NHL cities that would, you know, take a percentage of that fan base away. I'm trying to think who would be, if it's not Kawhi Leonard, if he doesn't have that distinction. Is it Steve Nash? No. No. Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's been gone for right. what, five, six years right, now? Right. Right. Um, no. You're talking it's not about Andrew Wiggins, old hockey guy, Mike Weir. No, I mean, he, he won uh, the Masters. Sidney Crosby, terrible. you know, every four yeah. years when the I mean, he's a Pittsburgh Penguin. Yeah, you know when Canada plays as a country in hockey. Um, Lemieux Mc, is retired. Lemieux is retired. Connor McDavid is the best player in the game. He plays in Edmonton, and Toronto fans would tell you they'd rather watch Austin Matthews, an American, play. And he's so he, the Raptors are quote unquote the national team. They're the national team without, and they'd be and if they well they all they were. But more people have scraped their knees jumping on this this Raptors bandwagon mm-hmm. in, in in that country, and I don't know what that means to Kawhi Leonard. Look, we've seen he's never he's, not that he couldn't afford to buy dinner, yeah, but he's never going to have to pay for a meal. That's legit because mm-hmm. businesses, you know, he is, if you go to I don't think we have those here in Iowa outside restaurants, you get a a rating from the health board, an A rating, a B rating. Have you seen that? California no. has that. A lot of a lot of states have that on the window. You have to display your rating. You don't hey. want to go into a place that serves food and they got a C when next door they're getting an A. All right, right. right. Because, I mean, who knows why they got that C? Might be a little something extra yeah, on your top. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, you have no idea what's run over the, the bun as you, <laughs> right? Or whatever. <laughs> right. They got the C for, they earned that C. Um, so I have no idea what this, this would mean. They, they've got the signs outside, the, the restaurants, Kauai, that you eat for free. But he's got a chance to be, for a long time, the most popular athlete in the country. Now, I don't think that'll sway him one bit, though. I don't. I don't think so either. I, and people, well, he bought a condo. Yeah, but he a didn't. Condo. Yeah, but he didn't. And he didn't. No, he shot that down. I actually didn't do that. No, so and like, I was all pumped up, too, because I thought that that was, you know, wow. You can this sell is those. a sign. Yeah, you can. No, I told you that. You can't. Once you buy it, you can't. You oh. got to keep it. <laughs> you're you're locked live, in there? You have to live in it for three years. No, that, is that a Canadian rule? That's just my Canadian rule. Okay. So we had that whole angle here. Yeah. You know what the betting favorite, the team that he's going to end up on next year? Clippers? The Clippers. Yeah. They're the betting favorite right now. Read into that what you will. Mm-hmm. But Well, they followed him around all season. Mm-hmm. They All season long, they followed him around. So if Kawhi leaves, though, he can't move up to that 
stay in that second spot. No, no, no. I don't no, think there'll no. be a ton of hurt feelings. No, absolutely He delivered not. a championship yes. to a place that... Absolutely. When they became an expansion franchise, mm-hmm. and we saw some of the ineptitude... But they had some guys. But the NBA just feels so different that you have to have a perfect confluence of events just to to get to a finals. Mm-hmm. I never thought Toronto was going to be there. No, look at the shot that he had to make against Philly. Yes. Look at the double overtime win against Milwaukee. Beating beating Giannis and company, that was unbelievable. The shot from the corner. How many bounces? Five? Does this give hope to other NBA cities? As far as what? That you can get it done. It's not, you have to be a free agent destination in today's NBA to win a title. Now you're going to have to do things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, they took... A big cut to go with Kawhi. I mean, this could have gone down in flames. It very easily could have gone down. No promise. And still none to this day. Three weeks from now, he could be a clipper. Yet with that, Minnesota, I mean, the T-Wolves have made one Western Conference Finals the only year they've ever, Mm. they've been in existence longer than Toronto, I believe. Yeah, I believe so too. They've only advanced once in the playoffs in almost 30 years now. Or places like Memphis, who's had some good teams. Mm Mm-hmm. They were number one seed one year. Yep. Places like that where, all right, it's not it's not a hill that is impossible to climb. Going to take some luck. Yep. Going to have to take a lot of Durant things to go together. Hurt. But it can happen. Mm-hmm. You think that opens it up for people now, mm. looking at this? It can't hurt. And my second part I had of my notes today was other organizations like Toronto. They're good. they got good teams, but they're not quite there. When these free agents that are free agents to be the Anthony Davises of the world come up, let's take a shot here. We know more than likely we're only going to have them for one year, but let's take our one shot in that one year. Mm-hmm. I think it gives a lot more flexibility to GMs for yeah. to make that move because when this happened last... Oh, my God. He got crushed. Yes. Jerry got killed for making this move. Why would you do this? Right. The connection with Doesn't Lowry in the back there and DeRozan and how close those uh-huh. two guys oh, were. best friends. Yes. And just the... It felt like resentment that was coming mm-hmm. from there Lowry. Was. And here it is. And there certainly was from DeRozan, but there was yeah. from Lowry. You're 100% right. Which DeRozan, you can understand. Of course. He didn't want to leave. But Lowry, for a guy that's still there, you don't see that happen uh-uh. very often. Uh-uh. And he was up front with that. So you have all these things. I think it's going to make the NBA even more compelling in their offseason. Even though I'm not a huge NBA fan, I still think is the most compelling of the Boy, it's, hard to, it's hard to go against March in the NFL. The See, combine, the you're, you're bigger into that than I am. It just it doesn't resonate for me in the same way. And March has kind of got some competition, let's be honest. This and that's a reason year, for it. Sure. This time of year, you know, the NBA doesn't have a ton of competition yes. for that, you know, top of the fold, if you will. Timing definitely uh-huh. matters here, and, and I think it's going to be and can help us out get through the summer yeah. when the story comes out. Right. And, and at least give us something a little different to talk about throughout the summer months. So, yeah, just uh, odd circumstances all around. Didn't see this coming. No. Paid for it with my wallet as I kept adding. <laughs> yeah, you, you, and adding, you picked the Warriors. And adding you? all throughout. Every time the price looked no, good. No, I thought you had the Raptors yesterday. Oh, I did. I okay. bought a little bit back, but not nearly enough. Right. Liability the was big. the night before. Yes. So yeah. the final games of the winter sports were, were good to you. Yeah. Um, if you're the Raptors, do you purposely make Danny Green's rings too small so he can't wear it? <laughs> That's not very kind. Well, he didn't, he didn't do a damn thing to, to earn it. He almost blew it with that with turnover. That pass, my God. Well, I mean, what's he thinking? Yeah. That was that was just... I know he was anticipating that they were going to call a foul, but you can't anticipate no. 
that they are going to call Trent, a foul. He never took a shot yesterday. He never took a shot. I didn't even realize that. No You're points. Out. That's what he is out there for. Yes. Now, we know when he's open, he usually misses because he thinks right. about it and he gets in his head. But right. you're a shooter. Shoot. Shoot the basketball. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was one vote away from being unanimous. Do you know I got the other one? And I can't, A, I can't, you can't knock Hubie Brooks. Hubie, Hubie Brown. Brown. Hubie Brown. You can't knock. If he's, gonna, if he's going to uh, state his opinion. Did he go Pascal Siakam? No, he didn't. He went Van Vliet. Van Vliet was really good. He was really good. After a month ago at the beginning of the playoffs, he was really bad. Mm-hmm. There was, yeah, there was run Van Vliet out of town yes. as recently as, you know, April, early May. Look, and that's an interesting point because without the Wichita State shocker, do the Raptors shocker the NBA by winning this thing? I don't think Seriously, so. Seriously, yeah. I'm not sure they do. I don't think there was enough scoring on that right. team without him, without what he was mm-hmm. able to do because of the aforementioned Danny Green mm-hmm. and how bad he was. When Siakam wasn't going, they just didn't have a whole lot of had a couple of games, but certainly not enough of them. He was brutal. He didn't score yesterday. Gasol, who's had a good series, can't knock him. Uh, And he did more yesterday than just missed shots. At least he was a presence on the floor in his 27 minutes. He was 0 for 5, didn't make a shot. uh, Got to the line four times, made three of them. Um, But Green, Powell, Abaka was good. Siakam was as good of um, a... He's the player we didn't know about, right? He's the player that... Yes, it, it felt like he was certainly on the downside of his career, and, and there weren't performances like we saw that were going to be like this. Right. Serge Ibaka, when he went there from Oklahoma City, it was, oh, that, that could be a mm-hmm. really good move. Mm-hmm. Turned and out it, to be a good move. But it didn't feel like he quite blossomed and, and got better than what he was in OKC. Maybe yeah, a touch. Sure, but his game five and six were huge for yes. th- in, in these finals. He put a couple of back-to-backers together that was uh, was outstanding. Yeah, Lowry, you mentioned. Um, just ter- terrific, terrific play out of him. Yeah. But he, he ate Leonard, Steph up. He did. For long stretches mm-hmm. there. And I saw, and I don't have it exactly right, but I, I think I saw the number on Twitter. In the last 20 seconds of a game to either tie or take the lead, Steph Curry's missed like 22 shots mm. in that situation, wow. including, of course, last night uh-huh. where he got a great look. Yeah, he did. You, you cannot ask nope. for a better look than what they got there. Though that pass and on normally that inbounds pass. Normally it falls. Yes. All right. That inbounds pass was awful. Yeah. I thought it was going. I thought I that too. thing was destined for out of bounds. I did too. And then he go late. And they try to call the timeout that they didn't have. Yeah. Will that be remembered? It's not going to be no, remembered like Chris no, Weber. No, 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 Weber. no, 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 no. You know, it's actually a good move because if they don't call timeout and the whistle blow, the game's going to end. Yes, yes. I mean, they they had virtually no chance, but but they would have had zero chance yes. had they not called in time. After <laughs> and, the technical free throw, you got to steal the ball yes. and, and fire it up with point yes. .9. Gave them a chance. And who called it? There were three guys on the floor. Green... Draymond called it as he was on his rear. I think Iguodala had yes. his yes, he had did. his T cross yep. and Looney maybe. But anyways, no, it was, was Quinn Cook. Was it Quinn Cook? Yes. Okay, yep. But three, but three members of the Golden State all tried to get that. Time. And oh, in, it was good. That, was... that shot where you can see those three guys. Yes. Steph Curry is further back, right? And, and he, he knows see what's all, going on. Yeah, he almost rolling his eyes like, come on, precisely. Or was he rolling his eyes because the shot didn't fall? But it could have been both. Yeah, yeah. knew it was over. Mm-hmm. This just shows you. Going for three in a row. You know, we've seen the three peats going yep. back to Riley and the Lakers and him patenting that yeah, phrase. Right. And he gets a, a royalty off to every t shirt. Very smart. All, every one of those Bulls t shirts you Bulls fans bought in the 90s, Pat Riley made a little bit of money on yeah. those. But you know what? I'm guessing they were glad to, glad to yes. put some money in his pocket. 
how difficult this is. Just the year in, year out grind, playing 120 mm-hmm. games a season. And even in today's NBA where you're able to go out there, all right, you're going to take a couple days off here, rest. You're not going to play in back-to-backs. And we see guys play 65, 70 games yep. as opposed to 82. Even with that, how difficult this is, how taxing it is. And we complain about the NBA, how they stretch out the playoffs and too many off days no, in I between. <laughs> it It's needed, though. Yeah, This, this is an incredibly demanding game. And, and my, my final takeaway from last night, and just the series as a whole, just the physicality oh. that these guys played with. It's so, un- and the fact that they let him get away with it. Yes. I mean, the, uh, Cousins rebound last night. Oh, yes. When he's got two Raptors draped all over him. And I he's mean, got a little a hook war. himself. Of course he does, but he, I don't blame him. That was unbelievable. Watching the with, overhead shot of that yeah. was just spectacular. Watching with some Raptors fans and they're complaining and, and I, eh, I got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it's such a difficult yeah. sport to basketball in general. Mm-hmm. Go out there if you think you can officiate. Just go and and volunteer at a fourth grade basketball and try to call that, or try to call a middle school a matchup when kids are a little bit more developed and have some skills. It is incredibly difficult. In the post, you can call foul seemingly every time. Yeah. Now on that same basketball floor, put ten guys ranging from. Six foot one to seven foot two, yeah. huge, muscular, some of the greatest Fully athletes grown in the world. Men, Trent Condon, and then try to officiate that. Yeah, it is I a know. nearly impossible task. It is. It is. Ah, uh, unbelievable. Good for you, Nick Nurse. Yes. Uh, Nate Bjorker, another Iowa kid, mm-hmm. part of that team. He doesn't. Got, he hasn't got the love that uh, that he deserves for. But look, it's it's Nurse's team, and. Um, it's not the Stanley Cup that, that's come, that would be coming back to the state of Iowa, which would, uh, in, in and of itself, you know, would, would bring a lot of people out. I'm not sure people would come out to see the commissioner's trophy. Um, but they come out to see Nick Nurse. I wonder if he's going to be, make himself, if he's going to be around. I mean, he's going to come back to Iowa for yes. sure at yeah. some point. We do, we know he's not doing his shooting camp, right? Last time you checked. I'm not positive on that if he's going to be doing that, but. I mean, Gov- Governor Reynolds has got to have Nick Nurse Day, right? You, that's a great call. Got to have a great point. Got to put that in yes, there. Yes, absolutely. Stop by here at the KXNO studios, yep. hang out with us for a little while. Um, there'll be something I would think in Carroll for absolute yes, certain. No Probably a parade. Should be. Yeah. I mean, not, I'm, who else can be in the parade? Grand Marshal of the Fourth of July parade. I'm going to guess. There you go. Yes. There you got to go. do that. Now, has he officially been named the head coach of Canada's Olympic team? Didn't I see that? Oh, I don't know. I, I think I, I did. Wow. I think within the last, maybe it's maybe they're waiting till the end of the playoffs to announce it. But I is it Canada's Olympics or Ju- some some national team up there? He's <laughs> been uh, tapped to be the head coach. Uh, real quick, uh, the the U.S. Open underway yesterday. I guess the one story I want to did you see the piece of video that was out there? I retweeted it. Uh, Jordan Spieth um, getting after his caddy. Oh no, uh, Greller, right? Michael Greller. Yeah, um, I win himself. Exactly, Northwest Iowa. Yep, guy. exactly. And and, and Spieth was just ripping him after he made two, as he called him, perfect shots. And um, I guess Greller gave him the wrong yardage or the wrong gave him the wrong club or whatever. He must have Spieth must obviously rely on him a lot. And the mics picked it up, and it was not a good look for Jordan Spieth. But according to my Twitter account. There is a lot of Spieth uh, fans out there. All I did was retweet it, and uh-huh. it got picked up. And um, people coming to his defense, one after another, 
Have he, you not seen it? Have you not heard? It's more important to hear it than see it. No, I'll, I'll take a look here during the break. As, yeah, it's just something that, you know, of all the guys on tour, you, I, I thought he was, I mean, look at how, how can you criticize him, right? Just, yeah. Yeah, this is how he gets himself, you know, to play a sport. If, mm-hmm. if that's what you got to do, I'm guessing that's not the first time he's um, spoke his mind to his caddy. I, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot to, I, honestly, I didn't think it was that big a deal. I, I really didn't, the more I watched it. It's, uh, I didn't get any golf coverage because apparently in Eastern Iowa, there's a dispute going on right now with DirecTV you and know, the Fox and affiliate. Mark Morehouse tweeted that out. DirecTV, you can go to, because Mark was in the same boat, I mm-hmm. guess, that DirecTV has those, you know, they focus on a couple of holes or a couple of groups. Yeah, yeah. Like Channel 700, maybe, yep. 700, 701. He said that's how he's been watching the U.S. Open. But isn't that awful when... It is. It's, at least it's not... It's the U.S. Open. It's the U.S. Open. Yeah, it's the U.S. Open. It's our championship. Yeah, I get it. You're a fair point. Tom Kakert next. Uh, Alex Halstead on Iowa State at 11. Bill Bender on college football at 11.20. Claxon's 11.45-ish. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 1460 KXNO. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Got you clapping in there. <laughs> Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you here until noon. Uh, Alex Halstead on Iowa State at 11. Bill Bender, Sporting News, 1120. And we'll give away barbecue at about 1145. Right now, he's Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. He joins us. Tom Trenton, Ken, how are you, Tom Tom Kakert? I'm doing terrific. Hope you guys are doing well. Absolutely, Tom. You know what struck me as I was reading the story about the the, the NCAA apparently is going to drop the hammer sometime next week, and they've got a list of I think six schools are in the crosshair, and their you know, uh, media is trying to figure out who they are. Not a single Big Ten uh, school on that list, Tom. Don't know what for why for whatever reason, but that kind of resonated with me a little bit. Yeah, I I, I think that's the. The, the prevailing viewpoint has been that maybe Big Ten schools just don't engage in this as much. I'm not saying they're immune to it. Right. And, you know, there's always some shenanigans, but to the level that some of these other schools uh, have done it, I, I you know, I, I think we can figure out the kind of a list of six schools. Uh, start with the four assistants who are going to <laughs> yeah. jail and, yeah. and then uh, throw in Louisville and, uh, yeah. you know, Probably LSU, and I, I think you have your list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you have that going on. A possibly big sea of changes happening there. The NBA one and done rule might be done here in the next couple of seasons when the CBA is up. In the NBA, is this good? Everything that is happening in college basketball for Iowa for the University of Iowa basketball program. Um, for Iowa, I, I think for the type of kids that they tend to recruit, uh, I, I think it's it's good. Um, because they don't tend to, unless it's a kind of a local kid, um, they really don't tend to dive into that one on uh, one and done group. Um, it's going to be interesting how it impacts college basketball recruiting. Mm-hmm. So it really is because you know, Duke, Kentucky, schools like that have kind of made a living on one and done guys and or potential one and done guys. Now are they going to be zero and done guys and just? go right to the league yep. and 
does that trickle down to the next level of school and then the next level? And it, it's it's all a trickle down effect. So I'm going to be fascinated to see how it uh, how it plays out uh, recruiting wise. I, I can you know you saw I think the sign that you saw that some of the guys that are doing it the right way are getting frustrated with you know recruiting and, mm-hmm. and some of the things that go on. Is John Beeline going to the Cleveland Cavaliers? He's like, I'm tired of this. Right. I'm tired of guys declaring for the NBA and moving on after a year when they're probably not ready. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to go coach basketball and end up my career that way. And yep. I, I just thought that was an interesting decision by Beeline. I did too. I, Brzezikas was his latest to do that. And I mean, he's going to maybe be a second. I like him. Don't get me wrong. I'd like them to have stayed yeah. in school another year. Uh, but look, I guess you can't knock a kid for making that decision. And we'll, we'll see. A lot of them uh, prove, uh, the talkers wrong when they do, you know, uh, have a nice career, make a lot of money in doing so. Hey, Tom, what was behind McCaffrey meeting with the media? I mean, it's the middle of June. It's certainly welcomed. I thought it was great. I wish they'd do it, you know, on a monthly basis during the offseason because he certainly uh, drums up interest. I mean, the fan base, regardless, um, whatever school you root for, you'd love to hear from your coaches and quote the downtime. What was behind that, Tom? Uh, honestly, I think it was more just a few of us kind of reaching out to uh, to the sports information department and just saying, hey, it would be a pretty good idea, um, you know, with everything that had gone on, that maybe we get 10 minutes with Fran and mm-hmm. talk to him about what's going on and kind of what the where things sit. And once they got the assistant thing kind of settled, I think it was it was probably a, a good moment for us to, to visit with him. So it was more, I think, power of suggestion than anything gotcha. else. But it, it it was good to visit with him. And, and you know, without the PTL, we don't get access to the players right. either in the offseason. And it's been something that the football program has done. Uh, in fact, we've got something next week with the football players. So um, I, I just think it's, it's important to kind of keep your product out there as well. And, and uh, without the PTL, we don't have access to those guys right now. Yeah, the PTL no more. How, I mean, the the week-to-week grind of it, I know it could wear on you after a while, but how much do you miss it, Tom? I, I personally, though, I didn't get over there very often. As I've told Ken before, it was just a jumping-off point for it. We're not going to break down the box score of the primetime league or here with the Capital City League, but it was a great jumping-off point and generated, I'm sure, discussion on your message boards. How much do you miss it? Uh, from a content perspective, I miss it, right? <laughs> because it was always some, uh, you know, good good content, and and you get to see the guys and see how they developed, and and more importantly, for a lot of uh, the fans, um, they get you know maybe their first look at you know like this year, Joe Toussaint would be like mm-hmm. the superstar of yep. the PTL because everybody would be interested in what he was doing. So from that perspective, I, I do miss it because it kind of. It gave us something to talk about, uh, and now you know we're kind of in this dead area. Although we've got some big recruiting visits coming up for football um, next weekend, it's just it's not as there's the, the news isn't out there as much this time of year until we get to Chicago in in the middle of July. There was news earlier in the week as the uh, commitment for Bakari Evelyn to the Hawkeyes, uh, the grad transfer from Valpo coming in, but Fran not done recruiting. He's looking for a kid over in Creighton. I got to help me out here. I don't know if I have the pronunciation correct. I got Evelyn correct. I know that, at least according to Velpo's pronunciation guide. Loke Weir? Is that the kid who committed to Juco first? Yeah, a kid yeah, that yeah. just recently qualified and now blowing up a kid that would be eligible next season. What are you hearing on that front? 
Apparently his first name is Luke, or at least he goes Luke. by Luke. Okay. So, um, which makes it uh, easier. Easy, yeah. Yeah, interesting kid, just kind of digging into his story a little bit. He was probably going to go Juco, got a qualifying score late, and uh, he's six nine. He can jump out of the gym, and he uh, scored 21-10 and 10 last year uh, in Nebraska. And, you know, in like the course of five days, he's gotten one like, 15 scholarship offers so <laughs> wow. he's kind of blown up yeah i uh, even had kansas kind of poking around on him a little bit um it was over at creighton yesterday a lot of people think that creighton might have an inside mm. track on him uh you know there's some rumblings that dana altman at oregon might have an inside track given his ties to the omaha area and might might know you know just to at least get in the door with them a little bit but it, it, i i like that i was taking a look at him because he's probably as good as anybody that they would get in 2020 uh, with that scholarship. Mm -hmm. So, and they'd have a year to develop in the program and maybe even help them next year. So um, I I think it's worth trying. Uh, I I don't know what the odds are, but Uh I, I think it's just an interesting move by France. No, I'm with you. Uh, Tom Cakert, Hawkeye Report, is our guest. And, and Tom, you know, back to where we started here with this, uh, with, with the NCAA apparently going to come down on some schools and maybe that's a postseason ban. And I think Creighton had a coach, an assistant coach that, uh, ran a file with the NCAA. Kansas, same way with Isaiah Moss. You wonder if there's another, uh, yet another stop before Moss finally finds a home. If indeed Kansas gets the word that they're going to, and it's Kansas, so it's highly doubtful, um, you know, undergo some kind of punishment and perhaps so, uh, with a postseason ban as, as early as next year. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, with all those, all those, uh, reports were level, uh, that it, there were going to be level one violations, which is potential postseason ban, show cause for the coaches, um, you know, a lot of different things. So it's going to be, uh, it's a big deal that, that uh, you know, Creighton had uh, one of their assistants. I think it was Preston Murphy got got uh, caught up in in some of the shenanigans with Adidas. Um, you know, Curtis Townsend down at uh, at Kansas is is on some of those wiretaps. I don't know if they've revealed those yet, but you know, Sean Miller's probably going to be yep. a little bit in trouble. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, Will Wade, uh, a strong. Well, he's got to be. Yeah, he's right. Uh, he's got to be on that offer. list. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite one of the whole FBI trials, <laughs> the strong-ass offer. Good, nice. <laughs> Well, uh, Iowa had a strong-ass offer, though probably a different way for on the football recruiting front with Mason Richmond as he commits to the Hawkeyes. Kansas kid had an offer from the Jayhawks. What uh, can you tell us about the newest commit for the 2020 football class? Yeah, they're pretty excited about getting him based on social media. And it looks like maybe they're fighting over him, too. Oh. Elvin Bell and, and Tim Polisek kind of nice. one wants him on the D-line, the other wants him on the O-line. They, that just tells me a kid's a good physical football player. Uh, big kid came to camp, uh, earned the offer, and then a week later he's on his official visit and uh, and he gets uh, gets committed and, and uh, they're pretty excited about getting him. And now we'll see, you know, it was interesting. We followed this social media stuff and four-star tackle Connor McLaughlin, who was on the trip with uh, Richmond, he's a kid from Florida, same high school that Dane Belton went to, um, and he's all over that too. And and uh, Theo Johnson, the four-star tight end from Canada, is, was on his official uh, last weekend, and they're kind of trying to push him along because there might not be a spot after uh, mm. 
next weekend for a tight, another tight end. So uh, maybe he's thinking some things through. So, um, it, you know, Iowa football recruiting is going to really, it, it's going to be interesting that by the end of June, they may be close to full already wow. for their 2020 class. Hmm. Tom Caker at com. Tom, I believe the uh, newcomers, if you want to call it, move in uh, is uh, now behind us that they're they're on campus or in the process of doing so. What do they do once they get there, Tom? I mean, what kind of activities can they do? Um, for football, they yeah. just, basically what they're doing is is working out with, with Coach Doyle, and they have a little team competition that they do um, where they kind of divide guys up and kind of you know some seniors here and juniors here and just kind of balance things out and and uh, the seniors the the leadership group kind of leads those and they have a little competition from training perspective uh and that's basically what they do and then they they do some uh with the skill position guys they'll go out and do some seven on seven stuff in the evenings a couple times a week and just get some the quarterbacks get some throws in and uh, work on some things there, and then um, you know, obviously, go to a couple of classes in the summer. They don't overload them, but they'll get them a, in, in school a little bit and get them working in that direction. Tom, uh, a couple more here on the football front of things. You mentioned the class coming together. Oliver Martin, we haven't had a chance to talk to you mm, a yeah. bit uh, about yeah. him. You covered him incredibly closely in high schools, like at least as close as you could. Wasn't a kid that was out there doing a bunch of interviews. You had to go to a sporting event, Stephen be able to get an interview with him. But take us back to that time, the recruitment of Oliver Martin and how this came to being as he will be a Hawkeye next year. Not sure if he'll be on the field yet as he'll apply for the waiver, but take us back to the time throughout Oliver Martin. Yeah, it's just been uh, it's been wild because really they, um, you know, I think they, they didn't offer early enough for Oliver, and I think that kind of opened his eyes to some other places. And, um, and he ends up committing to Michigan, and all that was just so drawn out. And then, I, you know, I think part of this anxiety or whatever it is from Iowa fans, just that he jumped in a pool with Jim Harbaugh. I think that's what still bothers uh, some portion, a small segment, I think, of, of Iowa fans that he did that, uh, you know, little stunt with, with Harbaugh when he committed. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's back. And it's just so funny because. He, there's been rumors about Oliver coming back to Iowa basically since he left. Is that and right? It's just been, yeah, it's just been every semester, at the end of the semester, whenever he would show up in town, there would be a rumor, oh, Oliver's <laughs> talking about transferring, Oliver's talking about transferring. And, and it's like, I, I'm just going to wait until it actually happens and, and <laughs> until I, before I really dive into it. Uh, and uh, it finally did. And it, it was so weird, even the, kind of the typical of Oliver Martin's recruitment and everything. He actually went back to Michigan after everybody thought he wasn't going to go back there again. And it looked like it was over again. And then the next day, it's he's in the transfer portal. So it's just this is how it worked. And I'm glad he's happy at Iowa. And uh, now we'll see if he gets that waiver. Uh, what are the chances, Tom? I think they're actually kind of decent, given that they changed the offense. And um, you know, if you're going to give Tate Martell a mm-hmm. a, uh, yeah. a waiver uh, for a coaching change kind of thing, uh, why wouldn't you give it to Oliver Martin? I just, I, I think he's got a better than fifty percent chance of getting it. Good stuff, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. We will uh, talk to you next week, Tom. Thanks for everything. Okay.
Good Thanks to talk sir. to you. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. Get a timeout. Come back, finish up the hour. Alex Halstead on Iowa State at 11. Bill Bender, Sporting News on College Football and some NFL with Bill uh, at 1120. Claxons before we leave. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. One for podcasts. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. So good. Elton John, if you haven't been to Rocket Man, two enthusiastic thumbs up from this non-movie reviewer. But it's good. Got really Mr. Movie's good. in here today. Yeah, I saw Mr. Movie on the other side of the glass. Did he you? had a tour in here. Yeah, Mike Woody, good guy. Yes. Uh, just uh, before we get John Cannon here, um, this breaking as we speak from USA Today's Dan Wolken, Alameda County Sheriff's Office pursuing a misdemeanor charge against Raptors GM Masai Ujiri for simple battery of a police officer following an incident last night in the post game i'm pro police yeah 99.9 percent of the time grew up in a house full of them boy you just wonder about this one right is this a disgruntled i don't know i don't yeah. know enough about it i'm gonna keep i'm gonna button my lip but, but that but this seems is one, odd you could read between the lines you could jump to conclusions and, and i am i just yeah. did yeah <laughs> and maybe maybe it'll come back to bite me as i said i'm, I'm always pro police the pops was a detective sergeant yes. homicide and armed robbery. My brother was on the force for 32 years. I got accepted and decided to call racist. <laughs> Anyways, John Cannon, he joins the program. Of course, John was helping us with Golden State. John, we only have a couple of minutes, but thanks for chiming in. How's things? How are you today? Man, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. I mean, these you know these things are going to end, and but they don't end like this. And and this is. Uh, this is a team with very few options about how to move forward next year. And, uh, you know, they can give, they could wind up doing max contracts with both Clay and mm-hmm. uh, KD. They'll offer them both. Yep. And they could pay $100 million in salaries and penalties to guys who really can't help them next year. That's a good point. In their new building, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, and, and the likelihood of either of them playing next year, I mean, I guess we don't know at this point, but I would have Clay to. play. Do you think he will? He'll be back, but but it'll be after the All Star break. Yeah, right. it'll be late, and and maybe not enough to to do much good. Uh, I would be surprised to see Durant at all uh, next year. And, and you so know how tough the West Curry is, just, John. The West is a you know, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so does Curry waste a year of his prime trying to lug that team through you know a slog to finish in the eighth spot? I mean, I I don't know, but I have a few a few things that pop through my head. That the the Ujiri thing is very interesting. My understanding is he was trying to get on the court with his team, and this sheriff was denying him that. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That's what I've heard. Right. That he would, this, was, this was him trying to get on the court to celebrate with his team, and, and he didn't have the right credential or something. And oh, so my God. This, Where's the NBA my, security to yes. help this out? Yes. I, I don't know. I think the whole, um, the whole thing got so jumbled up, and the end of the game was, was you know, the, the review, and let's replay yeah, the last point nine seconds. It was right. It was yeah. It was it was a real mess. No one really saw it coming. But um, I don't know why no one is talking about a connection between a hamstring injury in the left leg and an ACL tear. There's no the question. Yeah. I, I, I'm not hearing it. That's all I heard after Durant got hurt, and now I'm not hearing it. Now Thompson was playing great. He was playing the mm-hmm. best he's ever played. Yep. And and I, as I mentioned to you know you guys are familiar with the term pyrrhic victory where you win a game or a battle but you lose a key piece <laughs> and they won one of those in game two right and they lost clay yep. but they won the game because they did that there was a game five because if they had lost that game two they would have gotten swept without clay especially 
So there's a game five because they won game two. And in game five, they have another Pyrrhic victory. Mm-hmm. And that they win and they lose Durant. Yep. And they were one shot that Steph Curry looked with one, with five seconds to go or whatever away from having a third Pyrrhic victory in consecutive games. This is really weird. This is a very unusual, and I know I'm closer to it than most people, but anyone would sit back and say, this is really an odd thing. No doubt. I don't know what to make of it. It's too early, but they they gained a measure of respect. No, there's no question the about that. Yeah. That they never would have gotten if they had just won. Absolutely. If they had just won, they never would have. And, and Durant, too. All, the whole gang. Now everybody loves them. But now they got no team. John, we got no time. We're out of it. We'll talk to you. Thank you, John. Can appreciate you coming on. 11 o'clock hours next. Miller Condon, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460.